0: Blog Talk Radio. and welcome to community garden revolution my name is mary huckel and ho 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 it's a uh, uh, time of the year when it's the christmas season the holiday season for some uh hanukkah uh and pass uh not passover but uh, things coming, that's what I'll say. And uh, so bottom line, yeah, that was a booby, wasn't it? Mm. <laughs> we have Jewish friends. So uh, bottom line, uh, it's the holiday season for everyone, and uh, there's just a lot going on. Uh, beforehand, about half an hour ago, I had dropped coffee all over my shirt and my pants, so I had to go ahead and change all that stuff. So uh, we're just in a real good mood today. Uh, so anything's going to happen. Yeah, technologically wise, t- Everything, anything's going to happen. So uh, what we're going to talk about today is uh, different things about some products from the uh, people that do the www.freshpreserving.com. They are the ball mason jars and then, of course, Fresh Tech uh, canning and uh, preservation of food they do, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. And then also uh, some other tidbit information that the USDA has. For some of you, it's uh, already been passed. Uh, December 7th, where we uh, commemorate and celebrate uh, all what all of our heroes did during uh, the uh, Pearl Harbor Day. And, of course, remember the ones that lost their lives and gave up the ultimate sacrifice. So uh, what the USDA wants to know is they wanted to kind of tell us uh, how females uh, were then uh, aiding farms to help grow food as the men were more drafted to fight the World War II that's kind of interesting uh because i know in town where we live a lot of them were drafted to work on ships and and uh, make ammunition that kind of thing so uh rose of the riveter really came from our area uh because people were um making ships a lot of women and i know in our town we had extremely high count of population and it started just going downhill uh then we were able to sustain it, that second phase after world war ii uh but then after that uh things changed in town and and uh uh, then it went down another X amount of uh, people, uh, uh, let's just say our population almost halved uh, what we had during World War II. So uh, you got to keep fresh. you got to keep good things going forward, and uh, people want to make good wages. Uh, the people in our town that are quote-unquote leaders, I don't ever say the leaders because I don't think this is, uh, I like prosperity for people. And uh, they want to keep wages down so that they didn't have to pay too many uh, people, uh, high wages in their companies. Um, for us, we've had businesses and four generations, five generations, I think, and fifth generation, and we like to make sure that anyone that works for us is paid well. So uh, we like pro- prosperity for all. So that's just how we go, how we roll. But our town did not like to uh, subscribe to that situation. But anyway, enough of our problems. <laughs> That's why we always traveled to other towns, like, you know, St. Louis a lot. That was like our second home. And then uh, now we go to, like, to Indianapolis. Uh, so we're we're the Midwesterners, and we go to Nashville. You know, we used to go to Nashville every so often in a year. Uh, so we always liked the uh, larger cities because they had it going on. But uh, we could live less where we were, see, you know, less cost. So uh, you give up some things, give up some other things, but, you know. But we always had a garden, and uh, there certain things in life we just never, never, ever, ever, ever gave up because it's just who we are. And uh, no matter what people do to you, no matter what people say or what they take away from you or whatever, always be yourself because uh, God put you on earth to be yourself and to help others. Be sure to you always say thank you. Be sure to you write a little thank you note know if you can or just email it or whatever. And then be sure to open the doors for people or smile or thank them for what they're doing. Uh, we always believe thanking people. So uh, that's so important. It's what's needed in the world today is saying thank you more to people. But anyway, uh, so going back to the part where I had my coffee uh, falling down on me, uh, uh, bottom line, uh, we're trying to get uh, Christmas goodies done. My mom and brother in the uh, kitchen, and they're uh, making uh, finishing up their project for the uh, caramels. And uh, so we have several hundred caramels that we, we hand wrap, and then they give them out and give little gift bags to different groups or doctor's offices or the library, that kind of thing. So um, we're just really excited about getting this done because we've had several deaths in the family and uh, friends. And uh, so we are changing this year what we're doing, uh, doing a little bit less on certain things and then changing around how we do other things. So it's been kind of different for us uh, this past Christmas. But we're adjusting pretty well. And that's good. And uh, so now we're getting ready to find the catalogs uh, coming out uh, from the different seed companies and kind of plan out our spring uh, planting. Uh, Of course, over the summertime, sorry, over the wintertime, we'll go ahead and think it through what we want to grow, how we're going to grow it, where we're going to grow it, um, what container, you know, that kind of thing. And um, so then we'll probably seed some stuff during the wintertime and mom's got to think through, you know, what we want to do on that or not, or if we just want to wait and get plants, uh, which we've done a few times in the last few years. Uh, so um, it's just a busy time of the year. And uh, we've gotten a new uh, pressure cooker, uh, which is marvelous. We're going to be using it tonight, as a matter of fact. And uh, we'll be telling you here in a moment about the Fresh Tech uh, design for canning and uh, about that, because I think that's an interesting thing. I'm going to get that next year myself. So um, we want to do some really neat stuff for our health. And by eating more fruits and vegetables, you're going to be much more healthy. We see the big difference in what we do in life. Uh, We know that when we get something, like a bug or something, if we eat still healthily as best we can during that time frame, we don't have that many problems. So um, uh, we're just a real big pusher about eating your fruits and vegetables. So we're going to go ahead and come back in a moment, and then we're going to go ahead and hit on these stories Uh, And we're so glad you're here today and that you didn't have coffee spilled all over you, you too. So, uh, hey, it happens. It happens. Here it's a community garden revolution. My name is Mary Huckle and we're glad you're here today. There's just a lot going on, and uh, we know that you're busy too, with your family uh, going on's, and and we're so glad that you're here listening to our program when you can. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and talk about World War II. And uh, after Pearl Harbor, farmers were being drafted into the military, but women stepped in to keep vital food production going. So Gary Crawford from the USDA is going to tell us about that, uh, and he's a, a historical expert. And they've also involved Anne Eflin, who is a former President Franklin Roosevelt person. So uh, this is going to be interesting to see uh, what all went on back then.
1: During the Depression years 1929 to 1941, the government had agricultural programs to keep farmers from producing too much and sending prices to those farmers plummeting down, as had happened during the Depression. But then came December 7th, 1941.
2: We have witnessed the severe bombing of Pearl Harbor by enemy planes. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked.
1: Suddenly, the country was at war, and not only did industrial production have to be revved up in a hurry, but also food production.
3: There was a need for food, not just for just to support our own army, but there'd been just years of devastation in Europe. Agriculture Department
1: historical expert Anne Eflin says boosting farm production was a particularly difficult proposition, since many young men were being drafted into the military right off the farms. Others were going to work in defense plants, factories, making planes, tanks, and other war materials. So
2: she's making history report.
1: Yeah, with men going to the Army, women, who up to that point mostly were homemakers, began filling many of those factory jobs. Meanwhile, farmers couldn't pay the kind of money the factories were paying, and finding labor to produce the needed food was a top priority of the country and of the U.S. Department of Agriculture.
3: It became apparent that the USDA might need to step in and coordinate recruitment of adequate labor and emergency farm labor program begins in 1943, and it's under the Extension Service. And out
1: of that came a plan to encourage non-farm women to come out to rural areas, work on farms. It was called the Women's
3: Land Army. And they did a lot of advertising along the lines of spending your vacation doing something important for the war effort. College girls they would try to recruit for the entire summer, or maybe during breaks, and then um, housewives. Who might otherwise go on a family vacation, sometimes for a week, sometimes for
1: a month. But Anne Eflin says many urban women who signed up were doing so on a per day basis. You would go to a meeting place and they would pick you up in trucks and take you to the work and then bring you home at night. Records show over 2 million non farm women participated in one way or another in the women's land
3: army. And I would presume that there were many more who just did the work and didn't worry about having it counted. So it's millions and millions of women who are participating in
1: producing food. Plus, the women who lived on farms already stepped up to the war effort as well.
3: The amount of work that farm women themselves were doing on farms doubled between 1940 and 1942. And to President Franklin Roosevelt during the war acknowledged all of these efforts,
1: saying that thanks to farmers, the Women's Land Army, thanks to Victory Gardens by millions of urban residents...
2: There is enough food today for all of us, and enough left over to send to those who are fighting with us. <laughs>
1: Experts say food was one of the key factors in helping the Allies win World War II. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Washington.
0: And my mom remembers when December 7th, 1941 happened, and she that's probably one of the uh, main history times that she went through that really still gnaws at her. where It was just unbelievable times back then. So uh, thank you to all those men and women who served in that uh, war effort. Uh, whether it was directly or indirectly, we appreciate it. That's what shaped up America to be what it is today. And we sure do appreciate all your service. I saw a guy in the grocery store. I've seen him twice now, and he still wears his jacket. He's got all kinds of medallion things on his, you know, his jacket. And uh, so I said, sir, thank you for your service. And, you know, he just grabbed my hand. He just held it. And he was just smiling. He said, "Oh, thank you so very much." He said, "Unfortunately, right now what I do is I go help celebrate. uh, You know, go to the different funerals and help them uh, celebrate that uh, they, you know, celebrate their lives." And he said he's done 163 uh, funerals so far. 163. I haven't done 63 in my life. So 163 funerals he's gone to help uh, make sure that that serviceman or woman uh, had somebody there and that um, there were others there that they could help commemorate their lives. Isn't that something? Oh, that is just awesome. All right. And be sure when you see a service person in the uh, uh, grocery store or at the airport or wherever, Do go up to them and say thank you for their service. I'm telling you, I've not met a service person yet who didn't smile and say thank you. Uh, So do say thank you to those people because uh, we have the opportunity to live in the greatest land, the greatest nation in the world, and uh, do go up to them and say thank you. Um, Let's see here. Let's go ahead and do this one. Uh, This is about if you're planning to bring the holiday greenery inside your house, Check first that you're not also bringing in invasive pests. And Stephanie holds out as a story, and I'm telling you that is something I try to look at when we bring in uh, the holly uh, branches and whatever and put it on a table. I try, I try to watch, make sure it's okay. But uh, here's some ideas.
3: Preparations can include live greenery.
4: Christmas time is typically a family time, and you know, purchasing a real live Christmas tree is in many, many cases a real uh, family tradition.
3: Fred Strathmeyer, the deputy secretary for Pennsylvania's Plant Industry and Consumer Protection, says this is the perfect time of year for people to help officials keep an eye out for invasive pests.
4: Do your due diligence. Do inspect your trees, your greenery. Uh, take the time while you're outside decorating your your house, uh, if you're in, in the areas uh, where the spotted lanternfly is, uh, or anywhere, uh, to look for invasives and to be part of a conscious effort not to spread them.
3: In other words,
2: we're asking folks to, to spread holiday cheer, non-invasive pets, by taking action to stop the spread of hungry pets when traveling, mailing packages or buying holiday trees and plants.
3: That was John Crow with USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service. Before bringing a live Christmas tree into the house, for example, he recommends checking for egg masses that pests like the spotted lanternfly might leave behind. Spotted lanternfly
2: egg mass looks like a, like a gray putty-like substance that looks almost like mud to me on the bark of a tree.
3: Because it looks like dried mud, it is easier to overlook because you might have the mistaken impression that it is harmless
2: scrape those off and put them in a plastic bag and crush them with a little hand sanitizer and then throw them away.
3: Invasive pests mostly just cause nuisances in people's homes if they do emerge, but the damage is more serious to the surrounding crops and forests if humans give them a free ride. Meanwhile, Crow adds that pests also can be spread through the mail.
2: Absolutely, they can travel through the mail. Um, I've had several instances um, working at the ports of entry where I've intercepted... um, fruits and vegetables with, uh, with insects, live insects inside of them.
3: Which means that sometimes you have to say no, even if it's one of the hardest people in the world to say no to.
2: My mother has a grapefruit tree in a quarantine zone for Mexican fruit fly. And I tell her every year she wants to send me a grapefruit, but I tell her, don't send me one because it's in the fruit fly zone. And and I don't want to bring the fruit flies across the country.
3: Pennsylvania Strathmeyer remarks that pests on holiday greenery are nothing new.
4: For years, the industry has been dealing with pests from gypsy moth to... various different spiders and what have you.
3: So he encourages consumers to remain as vigilant as
4: they always have been. As they uh, choose their tree and before they take it inside is to take a moment, inspect the tree and, you know, for anything. And it could be uh, something as simple as a bird's nest that might inadvertently have a mouse in it type of thing.
3: For more information, go online to hungrypests, one word, dot com. This is Stephanie Ho for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C.
0: And thanks, Stephanie. Um, for the holidays, uh, the um, yeah, for sure, watch those bugs. First, we're going to uh, talk about that for a second. When it is, we get items like socks, shoes, shoes. <laughs> well, it could be uh, anything that's uh, cloth-oriented, uh, whether it's a gift or whether it's something we buy from the store. We always wash it. Do wash it because they do carry uh, sometimes feces, animals, uh, dander, uh, all kinds of stuff on uh, cloth. Uh, cloth items, so do wash those items before you use it or put it in your your hat or hair or whatever uh, for sure because you don't know what uh, you're carrying into. Now I've not so far that I know of had live pests on, uh, like if I get bananas or oranges or whatever. I've seen dead and you know dead um, pests on them, but some people do see live ones. I don't know, and you gotta watch it because some of those spiders that are on there could be very bad for you. So do watch out. All right, now for the uh, holidays, for the www.freshpreserving.com, folks, they've got these cute little ideas for uh, the holidays, and uh, you should go on their website and see what you can do with those jars. And It's all about what you can do with the jars, and we agree. We agree that you can put really cute gift items in there, put some uh, red ribbon around there or some uh, red and green, whatever you want to. Uh, So basically, in a nutshell, um, you can – put other items in there it could be candy it could be corn it could be other gifty items it could be money whatever and um uh, so basically in a nutshell uh you could make it kind of cute in a different kind of way of giving something to somebody without doing a lot of wrapping is what i look at it we get little gift bags you know really inexpensive little gift bags and we put candies in there or whatever it is that we've made you know homegrown stuff and uh, then we give it to people that way once in a while for little gift items or little I'm thinking of you kind of thing. And people just love it. They eat it up. So uh, we always look around for those little uh, uh, inexpensive uh, gift bags. And it could be paper. It could be plastic. Uh, we really love those things. So And we love our mason jars. Can't have enough mason jars. Yeah, need more mason jars, send more mason jars. So... <laughs> We love our mason jars. I'm just excited because next year I'm going to get a fresh deck uh, canning uh, for myself, and uh, got my brother interested in it too, and, and he's all looking forward to it and getting some fresh items canned for his uh, vegetable um, from his vegetable uh, shelf. So, um, and he probably has more vegetables uh, than we do, but. Um, The jars can be a really neat little surprise as well as a display thing that you can put. You can put Christmas balls in them. Uh, You can do all kinds of uh, uh, decorative uh, colorations or put some lights on them or in them. And just have fun with them, and they're really fun to work with. They really are, and they're sturdy. That's what I like. They're sturdy. They're not like plastic where you hope they don't break on you. Uh, But you use the mini jars, the M-I-N-I jars, for all kinds of gifty items and it's just a fun thing to give people and they just like the idea that you even thought about them and so what they've done here uh they put down there what you could do is that you can put some festive candles in here uh and then screw the top on and use some uh festive ribbon around the top of the jar tuck in the pine sprigs if you want to or candies inside and then uh you hook many candy canes into the spine sprigs if you put them like inside the jar uh an extra ribbon for a festive touch so uh, they were giving you an idea how to make a, uh, on the Internet, uh, what is it called, uh, just candy jars, yeah. I mean, basically, in that show, you could put M&Ms, what they got in there, a bunch of M&Ms in there, you know, the red, white, and green ones, the big ones, and those are always good, too. Um, it You could put the little, uh, 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 I can't eat them, but the little kiss candies in there. And you can put the Dove little candies in there, whatever, and just give it to somebody as a cute little gift. It's a nice little way of packaging it up and uh, giving something that they can use too later on. So there's all kinds of gifty ideas that you can do in today's world. And that's what's fun and exciting is that there's options. We always were brought up that you always have options and you always have a, um, a way of uh, like a plan B, my uh, family always told us, you know, don't be painted in any corner. Be sure you have a way out, and you be able how plan B. And uh, plan A is always great to have, but oftentimes you have to use that plan B, C, D, and F. So, um, and don't let people feel that uh, if you failed at something, that that defines you or that makes you. It doesn't. And if you didn't fail at something, something's wrong anyway. So, uh, take failure as a lesson. It's how I do it, learn it, and make sure you're better at it the next time you're up to bat and uh, next time when you swing it, make sure you really hit the ball and um, make that home run. So um, a lot of platitudes today, and I think it's because I spilled that coffee all over me. Uh, That was hot stuff, but as you're cleaning up the floor around you and everything else, uh, you get kind of cold. Okay, Uh, let me see what else we got. Uh, We wanted to tell you about the Ball Fresh Tech Appliances and automated canning and preserving. And and, um, I'm excited because I know next year I'm getting one. I got a pressure cooker this year, and we are going to use it tonight. As a matter of fact, like I said before, we're going to have pot roast potatoes and um, uh, some uh, carrots, nice carrots. Put some garlic in there. I mean, to tell you, that's good eating. Good eating. And uh, <laughs> we'll have a fruit cup with it, too. Sometimes we have a roll. Sometimes we don't because we don't really push that at, at evening. But... um the ball fresh tech automatic home canning system that's what I'm gonna be getting uh this next year. I'm real excited about it It make a great gift for someone, uh particularly if they go to their community garden uh then you go ahead and get your your fresh stuff out, go to the farmer's market and fill it up or supplement whatever it is you don't have for the remainder of the you know size that you're needing and uh go ahead and can uh, a lot of your uh, you know fruits and vegetables, and you're gonna find out during the winter time you're so glad that you did. And uh we're always glad that we do it that way uh in life that uh when we make a big soup in the wintertime and when it puts some fruits in there and that some fruits and vegetables in there, we're just so excited about having something that's something uh that you grew uh that um you can enjoy so uh we we like that ourselves uh we're simple people, but we're complicated as far as other things in our lives for like business or that kind of thing so uh but when we're back at at the back of the estate (laughs) that's why i say back of the estate uh then uh we're, we're kind of simple kind of folk but um we also like the ball fresh tech harvest pro it's a sauce and salsa maker now that's not something we eat but uh i always think it's very colorful when i see when i see it's done and so that's something you may want to keep in mind for your chip and dip kind of thing it's the ball fresh tech harvest pro sauce and salsa maker then also they got the Ball Fresh Tech Automatic Jam and Jelly Maker. Yes, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and we, we usually make preserves, or mom has in the past on that. So that's something we're very excited about. Uh, first, I'm going to get that Fresh Tech Automatic Home Canning System. Uh, but anyway... That's something to eat because it's fresh. You don't have that much sugar in it. You have some sugar and make it uh, sweet tasting, but you don't have as much that will cause you a lot of issues. So uh, that is awesome to have. Okay, another product that they've got is a Ball Fresh Tech electric water bath, canner, and multi-cooker. That's a Ball Fresh Tech electric water bath, canner, and multi-cooker. So that's an idea they've got that can help you out um, there's all kinds of uh, recipes, accessory pieces, uh, there's all kinds of lids and bands, uh, all kinds of other appliance uses that you can have uh, that's listed on here. That I mean to tell you, if you want to go online at www.freshpreserving.com, yeah, there's books uh, listed on here, uh, things for canning, recipes, like I said before, the, uh, things for preserving um you can go to your stores i know in our stores in the west uh the west the midwest uh we have got probably double the amount of the canning products uh, available now i'm so excited uh so i have a feeling that because of the decoration stuff that's what someone from the all america selections thought is that uh there's so much so much in magazines and online about decorating with mason jars uh we don't see that as much uh, for ours You know where we're, we are in life But uh, we think that's great that people do it. We've done it for years, so it's not new to us. But um, we've also seen an uptick as far as interest. And that's what concerns me is that, you know, I want to see more people doing uh, the uh, canning and preserving because going back to the basics uh, that we've got to sustain ourselves, Uh, I think it's great that farmers get the opportunity to do trade more out to the different nations. That helps out with income but also uh, we would be growing more food, which means we don't have to purchase as much from other nations. uh, That could probably be bad for us. We don't know what kind of chemicals they've got on their stuff or what they're throwing on it. So this is a great way to watch out for that kind of stuff. So I'm just enthused about how the food system is coming, how it's coming along, where it's going. There's some great things ahead, folks. So we just have to hang in there and we all have to... uh, uh, do our part of doing a community garden and make sure that we are donating our food to the pantries or the food banks and make sure that uh, whoever needs to be fed is fed. So um, I'm just excited about the uh, coming year. I'm sure you probably are too. Uh, There are catalogs that are coming out. It's uh, time to look at those and find out what we want from that. Uh, Go online to order yours or if you're not called into customer service at different places and see when you can get your catalog in. So, uh, and then some of them, you know, in January February still are, are uh, sending out their catalogs. So everybody's kind of different. Uh, but um, it's a great time of the year, and uh, let's make 2019 awesome, just absolutely awesome. All right, so that's what I know right now. I read an article where somebody said you can eat your uh, potatoes if they you have sprouts growing out of them. <sighs> I don't know. I don't mind if they're just kind of like a starting out kind of thing or whatever. That part, I don't mind. But when they're about a quarter of an inch long, I'm just, ugh, I, that's not me. So we throw them away ourselves. But um, do enjoy the fresh stuff. Either it means that you have to go ahead and cook it and then put it in the freezer and eat it another time. Do enjoy the fresh things. So um, I don't know. Uh <laughs> Let's go ahead and see uh, what we can do to make uh, 2019 one of the best community garden uh, times of the year. I'm I'm just so excited. Well, you're listening to Community Garden Revolution. My name is Mary Hugel, and have a great community garden day.